1: We get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success for vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the App Store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Dissecting Success. Welcome to 2022. This is the second episode of 2022. It airs on the 11th of January, which is really cool because one plus one is two. And then obviously 2022. And today is the day we are officially kicking off the second year of our podcast. So I feel like this is really serendipitous and really kind of cool. And I only literally just realized that when I started talking. <laughs> To just this episode that there were so many twos, but this is how my brain works. It rolls fast sometimes. And sometimes it rolls really slow. And with that being said, one thing that we really thought would be an amazing way to start the year off together after last week's incredible episode on manifestation as well is talking about the duality of things, the duality of life, the duality of what we experience, because reality is life is not always one way, right? Like you don't just have one experience in your business, one experience in your life, one experience in your relationships, one experience with success. You have many. And at times you are going to experience the extremes in a day or even in a moment, like feeling incredible sadness and also celebrating a massive win all at the same time. So This is how we're going to kick the year off, because I feel like it's going to be helping you going through 2022 with more ease and confidence and just knowing that it's normal as fuck, that two really opposite things get to happen at the same time without everything else shattering.
0: Teresa, yes, yes. Happy New Year. Happy two-year. Happy two-two. Happy two-year. I would like happy two-year. Happy two-year. Um, yeah, what a powerful topic. I mean, it's interesting because we started this conversation because of an Instagram post I made about the duality of my year last year. You know, my personal life, I went through some really deep, dark challenges. And then my business, which I was only really able to be kind of half in on because of the personal challenges my business had the most successful financially and like achievement wise year in existence in its 13 years of being a business. But my personal life was the worst, worst year in my 36 years. I just told you how old I am. (laughs) And, you know, and I was just questioning, like, can both coexist, but I guess they can because they did. And how do I celebrate those wins? And how do I, you know, how do I, be that positive, happy person while carrying that grief, uh, you know, because I lost my mother and it's learning how to balance everything together. Like the duality, like in a day, like you said, like in a day, like maybe I have a really hard client and, you know, make, have to make a decision to let the client go, or, you know, I get some feedback that's maybe not so positive. And then I might land a client and like thousands of dollars drop into my bank account. Like there's the duality right there. Right. And it's about kind of along the lines of what I believe is that there's always a silver lining, you know, duality. I I picture like, you know, the movie multiplicity, (laughs) keep thinking like there should be a movie called duality, but like, you know, what's that physics equation? Like for every action, there's a, for every negative action, there's a positive reaction. Oh God, I was terrible at science. That's why I'm in public relations, but they're you know, when something bad happens, something good also happens. There's always a positive. There's always that silver lining. And I think if you look at the duality and you are having those moments of like, oh my God, this is what's happening. Well, what is good in your life? What else is happening in your life that is positive?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And I feel like on so many levels, we get really messed up with that. Right, because we feel like if we are experiencing something really bad, that so often we believe that nothing good can happen. Right, like you might know this expression, like every bad things comes and freeze. And <laughs> I remember, like at one point, um, people started saying that when I was still in the hotel. Like the team was saying that, like oh, like bad things always come and freeze. And I noticed how many other people all of a sudden were making the statement and then um what I started doing was every time something good happened I was like oh good things always come and freeze I literally flipped it because I think what we often fail to understand is that it's really normal that we have that full range of experiences and sometimes they're more extreme and I don't know if you can hear my cat attacking the sandbag behind me no okay only I can um But we seem to have this idea that there can either be one or the other and not both. And I found for myself that starting to really accept, like find deep acceptance within the fact that both gets to exist and both is equally valid for us to have this full experience and range of life is something that really helped me to not get focused in on on the things that are, you know, the, the things that might be really difficult to handle, but instead just let them be for what they are. Another experience, an experience I get to learn from something, even in the most difficult situations and that in the same day I can really experience both.
0: Yes. Yes, you can. I want to know Why? I looked up what I was trying to say while you were talking. Newton's third law, which says for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. And that's the duality. And, you know, I really also believe mindset has a huge part in this, huge part in this. You know, what are we doing to... See the glass half full? What are we doing to make sure we have, well, that we aren't wearing rose color glasses, but that we are, you know, like what are we doing so that when things are hard, we are not stuck or velcroed down to that bottom of sadness and hard- hardship, right? What are we doing? And I think it's important that in each day we have practices to strengthen those muscles to make, you know, make us able to live in a world of duality where it's not so uncomfortable you know um some practices i have like i i call it strengthening my resilience muscle i guess it kind of comes back to that but i practice gratitude every day i have the gratitude alarm every day at 9 p.m it goes off and i list three things i'm grateful for i've you know every so often i get in a groove of also sharing it on instagram Um, my husband and i share it if i'm at a party well, parties aren't a thing anymore, but when we all get together in person, we would share them. Um, But science proves that if you do that for at least 21 days, it changes the neural pathways in your brain. So you see the world in a more positive way. Like even when my mom died, we still did gratitude. Even when I had the miscarriage, we still did gratitude. And so I, you know, that's a perfect example of living in a place of duality. Like I'm, I'm burying my mother, but here are three things I'm grateful for from today. And it's a really interesting practice because it takes the duality, you know, from like the higher level to in that moment of like, yes, right now I am not feeling it. Things are really hard. But if you stop and think about what you are grateful for, you can create that duality and pull yourself out.
1: I love that. And one thing that just came to mind as you were talking about and it's specifically around mindset is that it's very easy to fall into this victimhood state of being. And when I say victimhood state of being, it's like this, like, why is this happening to me? Right? Why is this happening to me? Why are things always going wrong? Why can nothing ever work? Why, 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 right? Like we all guarantee have said this at least once in our life. But you probably say it a lot if you start paying attention, right? And a big reframe actually that I did, and this is not easy. And particularly in you know what you've experienced, Blair, in the last in the last year, like in 2021. Um this is a tough situation, but really anchoring in on the fact that everything happens for us and that even through the shit storms, and the darkest hours, we can find, we can choose to find lessons through it. We can choose to look at, you know, it's not to say, oh, it's like good when somebody like, don't get me wrong, like when somebody passes away, when we lose somebody that we love, there's nothing, you know, good about that. Nothing good about that. Okay, there's a lot of sadness, there's a lot of grief. But they didn't die. They didn't do it to us. Okay. Like they didn't like be like, oh, I'm going to die because I'm going to come after this person and all my family I love. I mean, that is ludicrous if you put it that way, right? Like it's completely crazy, right? But through that and through experiencing that, you will be learning some lessons that are going to be incredibly vital for your growth moving forward. And when you find a way to experience the bottom and still understand that you can continue to move towards an experience that you want for feeling, gratitude being one of them, the game really changes. Because now what you can do is, you can go through these extreme situations, but you can ask yourself, right? Like, what am I grateful for right now? You can still feel a level of gratitude for what you have, even when you face loss, right? You can still feel joy even when you face loss by simply asking yourself, what's one thing that would bring me joy today? And maybe it's having a good old cry and screaming, like singing, screaming, whatever you need to do in the shower, right? Like, and that could actually bring you a release and bring you a feeling of joy. So matter of fact is you get to choose to walk towards and create an experience that you want emotionally even when you face the most adverse and difficult challenging situations in your life and this is this right there that is the mindset work that really changes the game
0: i just want to say that um (laughs) you're talking about what brings you joy Um, you know when my mom passed away i was living in pemberton british columbia canada small town town of 2500 like one stoplight but since then I've now moved to Kamloops, which is a city. But being in Winnipeg and being in the height of COVID, my sister and I had to quarantine. We stayed inside. We had to order things to get delivered. People were really great. <laughs> but Instacart, I mean, no, Doordash or Uber Eats or what well, skip the dishes. I can't remember which one it is, but in Winnipeg, I discovered the joy. I have when I got to order a cookie dough blizzard from Dairy Queen with extra cookie dough. And yes, I gained a lot of weight when my mom died because a Jewish hug is a bagel and people kept delivering bagels and food and pastries, which I'm so grateful for. But I also ordered a cookie dough blizzard almost every single day. And it brought me joy. It literally, like, I know this sounds so silly, but it was just like, I'm, you know, I, I had to go back to Winnipeg after my mom passed away my sister and I went back to pack up the house and get ready to be listed to sell. And so we're like packing up our entire life. And it was just like, we'd look at each other and be like, mm, should we order a blizzard? Yeah, let's order a blizzard. <laughs> and it was just kind of like a nice little, probably very unhealthy for my physical body thing to do. But mentally, it was a really nice like, thing that I looked forward to every day. I'm now paying for it and I may or may not still order blizzards to be delivered to my house, but it brings me joy. And I think it's important to know what brings you joy. And what you just said is so important because I think a lot of people don't even know what makes them happy. Like you have to like figure out who you really are. What do you really love? Like what makes you happy? what brings you joy? Is it like reading, you know, celebrity gossip magazines? Is it going for, you know, pedicures? Is it ordering blizzards to your face and eating them horizontal in bed while watching reality TV? Like, what is it that makes you happy? Do you know? Do you have, like, Teresa talks a lot about a brag bank, but like, do you have a joy list? Joy list. Do you have a a fun word for that, Teresa? Joy list the joy bank
1: I don't and it makes me actually it's a super side story but I was on a podcast and um I was referring to like doing something that you like as a joy injection
0: joy injection
1: (laughs) and and, but then I was told that apparently that is like a sexual term and I was like (laughs) whatever like anyways it was so funny but like I love um, it a joy injection right like from moment to moment Ooh. you can experience different things and I think that's what you were just mentioning and when we get clear on you know what is that in the moment even you know I, I um, yeah like for all means write down a list of things that makes you happy like what do you do when you lose time Right, Like, what is it? Is it painting? Do you just like get a moment of bliss out of sitting in the morning with your cup of coffee and feeling the warmth of your hand? I feel like it's really the intentionality behind what you choose that matters most, right? You didn't order that blizzard because it's good for you and you feel great after having it. Um, You ordered the blizzard because the, the idea of getting a cookie dough blizzard delivered and being able to eat it, just felt like a moment of bliss a moment of joy and and that is the thing so we can't in one moment it's hard to feel duality at the same time and that's why people always say you you can't feel sadness and and happiness at the same time but you can from moment to moment and that moment could be 30 seconds you're happy and 30 seconds you're sad and you know, as and we have been starting to talking a little bit about our human design and bringing that conversation into to what we are. And this is your energetics, and I feel like there's there's a lot of wisdom that comes with that. And I'm what they call an emotional authority, so I go through all these like emotional waves. So honoring my emotions has been a big big lesson for me. But I literally can be like, think of this as like Jackal and Hyde. Like I can be in like full on woo! one moment and then the next moment I could literally get hit by something that makes me really sad and start crying. Like it's it's kind of ridiculous. But what I've learned is that that is okay, right? So when you choose what make, what brings you joy, when you start to get clear on what that is, what ends up happening is it's not about suppressing your emotions of feeling sad about something like a a loss, but it is literally choosing for one moment to connect you with something that you hold dear, that brings you a different emotion that lives at a different frequency.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Maybe this year we should dive into human design a bit more because I'm really curious about it. So I'm at the beginning of my spiritual awakening. I'm having this journey. It was, it started off slow and it's really ramping up. And what I've really realized is that my heart chakra is closed. Like my heart shattered when I was a kid and putting those pieces together and then cracking it open. And I'm doing, I mean, I'm doing a lot of work, a lot of intuitive work. A lot of work with meditation I had a really special experience maybe I'll share it with you in a second um this week but you know I'm, I'm realizing that I have a lot of work to do in my human design I think I, like what is it I'm just I don't know as much as Teresa but like I I'm a sacral so
1: so Blair you and I are both um manifesting generators yes with a three five profile but you are a sacral authority and I'm an emotional authority which basically means that you don't ride emotional waves like I do. Let's just put it that way. Like I yeah. am like, on. I am always like, and again, like I don't teach human design. I'm just like, I'm like curious about it. I bring it into um, my coaching through really just more understanding where the other person is coming through because it actually helps me figure out what strategies might be working for them or what tools they have to have in place to feel more comfortable and confident to show up. Um, in their business so I really use it as a as a tool if you will to help me understand um, other people better because it's helped me understand myself better but basically for you it just means you get in you get intuitive hits yes, and you know and when you do you're supposed to move whereas I get intuitive hits but then I gotta ride out the emotional wave that can come with that and I actually mine I have like three energy centers it's called they're all um they're all defined for me. And so I, I, literally, I can, I can get a hit and go through an emotional wave. And then I have to wait until I feel the intuitive hit again before making a decision. And, or sometimes, um, I have an emotional wave and then I get the hidden and then I connect with my spleen to really sink into, is it a yes or is it a no?
0: Yeah. And I think that's where we're different. And it's funny because whenever I don't, so being sacral means like I, I listen to my gut and whenever I don't listen to my gut, it always backfires. And so I'm getting a lot better at listening to my gut and not being so reactive and like taking time to make decisions and listening to my gut and making sure, you know, I, you know, understand what my, you know intuition is telling me. And back to the chakra conversation, I've learned like my heart chakra is blocked. So I need to work on opening it, but not just that, but my sacral chakra is actually blocked as well, which I found really interesting because, um, I'm a sacral authority, but my sacral chakra is blocked. So I have a lot of work to do. And so I think 2022, yes, I've picked words like my, my feelings. I want to feel this year at the end of 2022, I really want to Feel pleasure. I want to feel really fulfilled. Everything I do brings me joy, makes me feel really fulfilled. I don't feel like there's chaos or busyness. And I want to really live in a place of magnetism where I'm attracting the right people and opportunities to my life. And part of that is about the spiritual awakening I'm on. So I think what we'll do is this throughout the the year, just take our listeners on the journey of where I am in my spiritual awakening journey. And this week I met with a friend actually she could be cool to be on this podcast. She's, I knew her from high school. She's an intuitive and she did an intuitive reading with me. And she, it was really special. She channeled a message from my mom, which was like things that she would have never known. Like this person, Fallon, she, <laughs> she would have never known that my mom would have said specific things that she channeled, but she was giving me some tips and some mantras. And what I realized is that like, I can't feel love. Like, I know, like, if you tell me you love me or that you're proud of me, I know it, like I mentally like can understand that, but I can't feel it. And I really want this year to be the year that I feel pleasure, that I feel love. And that has to do with opening my sacral and my my sacral chakra, like the sacral area. And has to do with opening my heart. And so the mantra she gave me was, I am worthy of receiving love. And so something happened that's never happened to me before. And I've been doing yoga and meditating off and on since 2005 and I haven't really meditating has been a challenge for me. I have a lot of chatter that goes on, but since I've started the spiritual awakening, it's been a lot more powerful. And I was in the bath. I had a candlelit bath and I put on some music and I decided to try to meditate. So I helped put my hands over my heart and I started chanting to myself. Like I'm worthy of receiving love. And I went into this like meditative state and I started crying and I started releasing So my heart started healing and cracking open at the same time. And it was so amazing. So I'm, it just, for me, gave me hope. Like it gave me this feeling of like, I'm on the right path and I can feel, and I can feel love. And I got to, I got to heal eight-year-old Blair. And so while I build my business and while I, you know, grow and empower people and, you know, as we grow this podcast, I'm going to be doing this work in the background for me. and so. I'm excited to share the journey with all of you.
1: I love that Blair. And thank you for sharing that. I know there's a lot of vulnerability that's going on and sharing these things as well in these journeys. And, and, you know, I think that, I mean, being on a spiritual journey, generally, like I continue to go deeper and deeper and deeper on that. So I'm excited for us to bring that element into you know, what success means and how it contributes. But one thing that I, sort of two things actually that I want to highlight um, around, you know, what you said. First thing came to my mind was actually, you know, we started this podcast because we started to be like, what does success actually mean? And dissecting its meaning because it's so one-sided. And the thing that came to mind was that love, is so similar to that. So what what does love actually mean to you? You know, I I feel like that could be a powerful question to explore for you, for me, for all of us really, because sometimes we think of love and we really think of it very like superficially, right? As like, oh, love means like I'm in a relationship with somebody. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, but love, it's, I mean, it's so much more and I have to do something like I want to, I actually want to explore that myself because just as you were talking, that thought came in. And the second thing around that is that when we do the deep inner work, when we start to open ourselves up more spiritually to what's around us, but also understanding on how do, how does it's really energy. Everything's energy, right? Like everything is energy, including who we are. So our energetic being, the way we show up, the way we do things, when we fine tune our own frequency, right? And that's what you were talking about, magnetism and calling calling in what you want to call in. And I'm right there with you. Um, and I can feel 2022 like my words are abundance and overflow and I can feel just from that focus how things are shifting, but these practices of energetically open ourselves up to receiving more of what we want while at the same time honoring the duality and the tough moments because they'll still come, right? Like to open your heart, to heal your heart, to to really And I'm doing this heart opening as I'm like literally like on this and.
0: (laughs) She's Um, opening her heart and her. I'm opening
1: my heart, but to do that, and still honor the fact that there'll be times where it doesn't feel like, and it doesn't mean we have to close it back up. It doesn't feel, you know what I mean? Like you can go and do a lot of healing and still experience stuff and you can continue to be on that healing path. And and that is really that duality piece because you will. I
0: feel like we should write a song about duality. It's great. <laughs> you know what? What an awesome chat. This is this is awesome. We did it. We, we did a whole year of dissecting. We're going to go a little deeper this year. We're going to dissect deeper. We're going to dissect love even. I'm excited about this journey because, you know, success, you know, I I still don't have an answer for what success is because it changes all the time. And we'll never have that answer, but going deep, cracking open those chakras, opening up those, you know, realms of possibilities, are going to allow us to explore the different meanings of success and love and abundance and everything that we desire. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Dissecting Success. I'm Blair Kaplan Venables, and I am worthy of receiving love. I'm with my fabulous co-host, Teresa Lambert, who's also worthy of receiving love, and she receives love way better than me because she is a, what is it? I'm a state girl and you're a
1: yeah, see this is not how it works, but oh. there's no better receiving or less receiving yeah. going on at all. No, 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 no. That. But what was your human it's design? is the way you make decisions. But in oh. any regard, oh, decisions. <laughs> we all were born worthy. We're born worthy. And we all ultimately love in human form. So We are
0: love. I am love. You are love. We are worth- worthy of receiving, we are worthy of giving. Thank you for tuning in. Peace.
1: That's a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe to Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert's podcast, Dissecting Success on the App Store. And follow us on
0: Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers, and more.